There's living and there's dead, and usually no confusion between the two. But sometimes there's things in between, and they generally ain't pleasant to meet. At the town of Mangrove Bend, I seen one such thing, and it ain't a sight I'd have repeated. I had just collected a sizable bounty, and was a mite skittish about meeting friends of the recently deceased or encountering bandits with all that gold on me. There was a wee Cooper who lived in fight. Nickety, nackety, no, no, no. And he had gotten a gentle wife. Hey, Willie Wallachy, hey, John Dougal Lane, for Rushity, roo, roo, roo. Would not bake, she would not bro. Oh, <coughs> well, he- hello. Easy, friend. I didn't know my singing would cause such offense. Not offense, just caution. West of the Mississippi, chance meetings don't always occur by chance. Ech. Who ever heard of a gunfighter jumping at an old man in a wagon? Most travelers are scared as snow in summer on roads like these. You're the calmest man I've seen in months. Either you're a damn fool or you're more dangerous than you look. What's your name in business? I? I am Lope. A simple peddler, a tinker, a dealer in trinkets and necessities. I sharpen knives and axes. I mend pots and kettles. You got anything that might interest me inside that wagon? I have a very special commodity. Very rare around these parts. Whiskey! Oh, books! What's your pleasure? My pleasure is that you get down nice and slow. How can you sell anything with a beard like that? You'd scare off the customers. Lose your razor, or are you just trying to hide your face? Yeah, find one to talk with that crop of scars? You must be the one they call Colt. Heard of you. At 35, I'd grown into my legend. I wasn't a young man anymore, or a patient one either. What have you heard? Oh, this and that. Mostly how you never cause trouble when it can be avoided, and how you never bother an honest man. Maybe you heard right, and maybe you didn't. Mind if I look inside your cart? Uh, better let me. You stay right there! Uh-huh. What in blazes? Adam! No! Lying in that wagon was a giant of a man, easily seven feet tall. Soon as he saw me, he was out of the wagon and on me. I struck him in the arm with the barrel of my rifle, and he didn't even flinch. Just grabbed it like taking a toy from a child. Adam, Mr. Colt is our friend. Give him back his rifle. Much obliged. Keeps me from having to shoot him with this revolver. Your friend don't say much, do he? He can't talk. But he does get upset when he thinks I'm threatened, so perhaps you could holster your sidearm. I like to keep my hands free anyway. Adam, there's no danger here. Go right back in the wagon. Sell giants, too? Adam is uh, a friend. I look after him, and he returns the favor. You've heard of me, but I still don't know much about you, and I don't like being at a disadvantage. Whereabouts are you and yours from? I was born in Cincinnati, but my parents immigrated from Poland. Yourself? I'm still taking your measure, Loeb. If you want to travel with me a ways, I might just answer that question. Traveling together passes the time easier than traveling alone. It wasn't the kinship of common travelers that made me tolerate Loeb. I got the feeling there was more to him than met the eye. For one thing, he was a Jewish. He didn't admit it, but I noticed he never removed his hat, and on the door to his wagon was a little box, like the one I saw on a synagogue in St. Louis. As for Adam, he slept in the wagon during the day, but kept watch at night. Nothing attacked us, but one afternoon, something happened that he couldn't protect against. What is it? You're as white as a sheep. Palpitations. What? My heart is weak. Been this way for years. 
You've got medicine in your wagon. Why don't you take some? Those medicines are just flavoring with a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> Their effectiveness is in the mind of the user. Since I know they're worthless, they won't work for me. Normally I carry an elixir that slows my pulse, but I- I've run out. I was coming out this way to pick up more from a man I know at Mangrove Bend, but was still a day's travel away. Anything else I will help? <laughs> ice water on the face sometimes does the trick, but we're a few months from ice. Then we'll just have to see if we can speed your wagon up. Yeah! I appreciate your assistance, but fear it may be too little too late. Hold a minute. Is there someone in that copse of trees? Looks to be. My eyes aren't too good. Describe them. Colored woman holding a sack, maybe 25, 30 years old, real colorful skirt, and lots of bees braiding in her hair. Stop the wagon! Stop the wagon! Woo! Damn it, I'm too short of breath. Call out to her! Ma woo! Damn. I've scared her. She's running off. I'll send Adam after her. She's seen him before. Maybe she'll stop. If not, well, it can be very persuasive. Adam! I thought you said you was looking for a man. I'm looking for Legba, who's a hunga, a voodoo priest. He knows medicinal properties of the local plants. Maus is Hunzis, his servant and protege, and if she's here, I'm hoping that he's not too far away. And how do you know his medicines ain't as much a fraud as yours? I know my medicine is a fraud, so it won't work on me, but I don't know that his medicine is a fraud, so it does work for me. If that's your pleasure. Looks like your boy managed to round her up. Here they come now. Ma will recognize Adam, so she knows I'm here as well. Besides, she's fascinated by him. Big, strong specimen like him? Can't say I'm surprised. Not that way. More like a professional curiosity. Shame on you, fighting a poor defenseless woman. And double shame for preying on my interest in your homunculus. Homunculus? Now, there's no need to be calling Adam names. <laughs> Uh, Mawu, this is Simon Colt, professional troublemaker and collector of scars. Simon, this is Mawu, apprentice to Legba, the herbalist I'm looking for. <laughs> herbalist? Yes, you might call him that. Lob, you don't look well. Is it the racing heart? Worse than before. I need the elixir from Legba. Legba is half a day away and... busy with other things. I have things that I can trade to get his attention. If I die, he will lose a valuable source of supplies. You seek to bargain with an empty chair at the table. I am here. What can you offer me? You know the making of the elixir? Am I not Legba's Hunsis? Do I not gather his herbs for him? You think I do not know the secrets of the witch's gloves? Your fox glove? I collected a fresh batch this morning. The dosing will be crude, but your need is great. What are you doing? He needs the medicine. Why are you chewing the leaves? In his condition, the right amount of witch's gloves will cure him, but too much will poison him. I must adjust the dose by taste. Then why doesn't it poison you? You mock my training. I am Hunsis. I am immune. Kiss me. Uh, I'd be honored to, but, uh... You talk too much. Ah, uh, now let go of my beard! The kiss of life. Lie down and rest. When I lie down, I can't breathe. I'll just rest up here. <coughs> I'll check your heart again in a hundred breaths. If it still races, I'll give you another kiss. Now... What is your life worth? Gratitude's not enough, huh? In the back is a bolt of cotton cloth, dyed indigo and crimson. You can have it along with a half a dozen needles. Thread? I have black and red. Take your pick. I want a spool of each. But you're killing me! No. I am all that is keeping you alive. That puts you in a poor position to bargain. Unless I can provide something you want. And what might that be? An excuse for kissing me again. 
In some parts of the country, it was worth a colored man's life to kiss a white woman. But this kiss from a colored woman, and the two that followed, was worth life to Loeb. As soon as he was strong enough, we continued on to Mangrove Band. It was founded by Cleve Bennett, an old soldier. After his plantation in Louisiana burned down, he bought a parcel of land out west and brought in a bunch of former slaves as sharecroppers. Sharecropping is a lot like slavery, except in it's legal. Mangroves don't grow here, but that's what Bennett named the place to remind him of his burnt plantation. I give thanks for my life, but would prefer not to be in such a predicament in the future. Can, can you teach me the secrets of Foxglove, that I might distill it on my own? That is precious knowledge, a secret that Legba guards jealously. He would not want it given out. What have you to offer? I have something equally precious to offer. I offer knowledge for knowledge. I offer to teach you the alphabet. And what use is that to me? Legba knows the old ways. But you live in a new world, and must master the new ways as well. Knowledge is power, and this is a tool that will make you powerful indeed. It is not enough. You must teach me the other alphabet as well. The alphabet of the ancient texts. That will take time. You tie off my company so soon. Not at all. If that is your wish, then I agree. We approach the town, but be warned. Dark times have come. You may wish to camp outside. What sort of... Well, look here. Strange fruits you grow from your trees. No! It's Billy Lincoln. He's but a boy. Wonder what his crime was. His crime was being born a Negro. Show some respect for the dead and cut him down. Whoever hung him up there might not like that. I think someone meant him to be a warning. We must take the body back to Legba for final rites. There's a roll of black cloth in the wagon. Wrap him in it and store him in the back. Won't Adam object? No, he won't mind. Then I'll just go in back and see if I can't find a comfortable spot for him. Oh, is that you? Thought I recognized the stink. You know your kind ain't welcome around here. So new, suddenly peddlers are unwelcome. Don't mouth me. I see you got that cotton picker with you. That'll save me some time. Bennett wants to talk to her. I have nothing to say to him. It ain't up to you. I believe every man is entitled to one mistake. And you've just made yours. Who the hell are you? Simon, this is Jesse Clement, one of Cleve Bennett's <clears throat> workers. Jesse, this is Simon Colt. Simon Colt? Heard you got a reputation for being handy with a gun. Heard a lot of weird stuff about you, too. Any of it true? Depends what you heard. Well then, Mr. Colt, Mr. Bennett might just have a job for you. A paying job? Oh, that depends on how successful you are. Now let's go. You too, Topsy. The girl stays here. No, I don't mean to cause trouble. I'll go. You can ride with me, then. Gather up your gear and let's go. I'll set up camp. Simon, you let the townspeople know I'm here. The ones that want to buy, they'll find me. We rode into Mangrove Bend. The hired gun, Mawu, and I. Usually a town like that, you hear all sorts of noises. Wagons passing in the street, dogs barking, children playing. Mangrove Bend was silent. The sullen quiet of a siege. The hired gun took us to Bennett's estate, which was easily twice the size of any of the other buildings in town. Mr. Bennett, I got the girl, and someone else you may want to see. Mawu, so good to see you. And though we've never met, sir, those scars mean you can only be one man. Simon Colt, I presume? Presume what you like. 
I'm told you might have a job for me. Could be. Depends on how successful my conversation with the girl is. Mawu, my patience is thin, so I'll be brief. Where is your master? You monster! You kid Billy Lincoln! I killed no one. The Lincoln boy's death was the result of the understandable frustration of the town folk over the current intolerable situation, a situation that is in your power to correct. Now, where is Legba? I don't know. Don't play me for a fool. I would hate for there to be any further manifestations of frustration, wouldn't you? Just what is this intolerable situation? Ah, Mr. Colt, let me tell you a little of our recent history. Mangrove Bend was a prosperous little farming community. Yes, the sharecroppers reap the wheat, and you reap the prosperity. You shut up! Crudely put, but essentially correct. As the man with the acumen and drive to establish the community, it seems only fair that I should realize a modest benefit from my foresight and planet. However, every Eden has its snake, and ours came in the guise of that hoodoo priest. Preying on the superstition and ignorance of my workers, he convinced them that the crops they grew on my land with my grain should be theirs. Yields went down, and I sent my men to have words with Mr. Legba. You had him beaten and left for dead. A simple object lesson, nothing personal. For a while, things improved. Then the sleeping sickness started. We had nothing to do with that. It is merely a reflection of the sickness in your souls. More of your ignorance and superstition. If Legba is innocent, then why is he hiding? Perhaps he has learned from your last lesson. Enough! Let him know that I'm willing to negotiate. Tell him if he cures my wife and son, I'll be willing to forgive his transgressions. But if they die, I'll track him down and string him up myself. Jesse, see the lady out. I have words for Mr. Colt in private. What is a sleeping sickness? It starts slowly. People get fatigued, eventually become too tired to get out of bed. In later stages, they become too weak to eat and start wasting away. It started off just one or two isolated cases, but by now has spread to one-third the town. Why do you think Legba has anything to do with it? Because the sickness only affects white people. None of the blacks have it. That's one hell of a coincidence for me to try to swallow. So where do I come in? Let's just say that should Legba manage to find his way into my company, that I could be extremely generous to the person that facilitated that meeting. And with that, my audience was over. I collected my woo, and the two of us returned to Loeb's camp outside of town. One thing I don't understand. I thought you didn't know where Legba is. I don't. It is safer for both of us that way. Then how are we to get him Billy Lincoln's body? It's gonna start getting ripe. When the time is right, he will find me. How? He is Hungan. He has his ways. Hosh. It is good you are well. When you did not return, I had feared the worst. Lo, I bid you welcome, but fear you come at a troubled time. And you, Scar Traveler, are also welcome. I am Legba, your humble servant. I'm Simon Colt. I hear you're a hard man to find, Mr. Legba. Only for those who have no true need to find me, Mr. Colt. I feel you have a burden I can help you with. It's the boy, Billy Lincoln. We have his body. Yes, a tragedy, but all part of a larger plan. No honest god would incorporate such an atrocity in his plans. Not all plans are your lords. Mawu and I will gather him and take our leave. No, I will stay. Lobo owes me a debt and I mean to collect. That is not wise. These are dangerous times. Dangerous men roam and some dangers that are not men. Have you not trained me to protect myself? What is the nature of this debt? 
I have calmed his racing heart. In gratitude, he wishes to teach me the white man's writings. I do not approve. Our teachings are not their teachings. We teach the importance of honoring the ancestors and the spirits. They teach the worship and honor of gold. If you learn his ways, you may never rise to become a mammo priestess. You must think me weak, or a child to be so easily swayed from the path of truth. Knowledge is neither good nor evil. It is merely a tool. You are neither weak nor a child, and must follow the spirits in your own head. But be forewarned, some decisions have consequences. I will take the body. Come, Sakpata. The body must have weighed at least a hundred pounds, but he slung it over his shoulder as if it were no more than a feather and hobbled off into the darkness. Mawu stayed with us as Loeb continued her lessons. From time to time, townspeople came to look at Loeb's wares. There were a couple more lynchings. And the town cemetery was sprouting a lot of new crosses as the sleeping sickness gained victims. Some of the wilder stories claimed the new graves had been disturbed, like someone had dug them up. I stopped by Bennett's mansion to ask him about it. I found him in his study, drinking. His man, Jesse, was close by. Ah, Mr. Colt. Drink? No, thank you. I'll have yours then. And Annabelle's as well. Annabelle? My wife. Sick. In bed. I've been hearing that... What the hell was that? Jesse, go check it out. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. What is it? What's going on? They're down there. Dozens of them. Hank Cooper and Willie Green and the Winslow brothers. That's impossible. They're all dead and buried. The plague got them. Dead they may be, but they ain't buried no more. They're shambling down the hallway and marching up the stairs all pale and hollow-eyed. Oh, Mr. Bennett, we gotta get out of here. This must be Legba's work. Him and his Grigri. I'm not gonna let him drive me from the property I worked so hard to build. Mr. Colt, your finder's fee has just been doubled. And get me my shotgun. That slowed him, but there's more coming. I've got more shells. Wait! Annabelle! Is that you? Annabelle! Mr. Bennett, it ain't her. Not anymore. Look out behind you! Behind me? I ain't getting paid enough for this. He ain't paying you at all now. Get through that window. Simon, what's going on? Cleve's dead. What are you talking about? Oh, God, they followed us here. Billy Lincoln? Oh, I can't be you. I strung you up myself. Die, damn you! and a dozen of them surrounding us. Bullets don't seem to bother them. Wait, look. They do, but you'll need to hit them in the head. Save your ammunition, Mr. Colt. Adam, protect us. Adam waded into the midst of them like a giant amongst dwarves. He laid three or four of them out, and the others backed off and shambled away. We burned the bodies to be on the safe side and burned Jesse Clement's body, too, for good measure. They're gone for now. We'll have to go into the town, see who's still alive, and try to organize some kind of defense. The shamblers may be able to pick off folks one at a time, but if we get enough people together, we might be able to hold them off. Then let's see what we can do. Mawu, you've got to get Legba to stop this. This is not his doing. Legba is a priest, a hoongan. This is the work of a bokor, a sorcerer. But I will try to find him and see if he can help. You can't go off on your own. I can sense the not-dead ones and avoid them. I will find you later. Is she gone? 
She's either lying or mistaken. How do you know? For one thing, she's been showing an awful lot of interest in Adam. I think Legba has charged her with spying on us and seeks to neutralize him. What do we do? We give her a chance to betray us. And hope that I know her heart better than she does. By the time we got into town, signs of destruction were everywhere. Eventually, we got several dozen survivors together, and always, just out of sight, we could hear the shuffling of the shamblers. Lob. Ah, Mawu. I didn't see you come in. I've been staying out of sight. I do not trust this crowd. I must speak with you in private. There's a small cellar nearby. I'll bring Adam for protection. I brought my shotgun and I ain't afraid to use it. I don't care if I knew the Wilson brothers. Quiet down. I don't want to have to repeat myself. I'm Simon Colt. And whatever else I may be, I'm a survivor. If you want to survive too, you need to pay attention. The Shamblers are tough, but not invulnerable. A well-placed shot to the head can kill them. But that's my Lisa out there. It's not your anyone. Not anymore. They are dead to you now. And forgetting that fact could cost you your life. Do you see any sign of recognition in their eyes? Do you see any sign of life at all? They'll strangle you or tear you limb from limb just as soon as look at you. Well, what happens when we run out of bullets? Then we use shovels or anything else we have at hand. Ah! Mawu! No. You lot stay down here. I'll see what it is. Down here. Inside that cellar was a scene out of hell. Loeb was lying back in a chair so weak he couldn't move. Adam was lying on the floor, covered in blood. Except it wasn't exactly Adam. More like a dummy made out of clay. Mawu was here, but now she's gone. You must find her and bring her back. But what happened to Adam? Adam isn't a person. He's a golem. One of my distant ancestors was a devout rabbi who learned the secret of bringing a clay figure to life. I brought him to life many years ago by writing the word Emmet on his forehead, and he's always served me faithfully. But I told the secret to Mawu and she erased the word from its forehead. That was foolish of you to trust her with such a great secret. No, that was necessary. What I didn't tell her was that the process of bringing the golem to life also requires blood. When the word was erased from its forehead, the blood was released. It startled her, and she ran off, probably back to Legba. You must bring her back. You want her back? Even knowing she's helping Legba? Mawu told me that she and Legba had been slaves on Bennett's plantation down in New Orleans. After they were freed, Legba swore vengeance against his former master. He followed Bennett to Mangrove Bend, and most of the rest, you know. Mawu recognizes that only tragedy comes of using evil to fight evil, but she is unwilling to turn against her mentor, who is the closest thing to family she has ever known. So why tell her about Adam? This town will never be safe, as long as Legba continues to raise the Shamblers, and Mawu is the only way we have to find Legba. Put Adam in the wagon and follow her. She must rewrite the holy word on Adam's forehead. Why can't you do it? I'm too weak. The process takes a bit out of one. You must provide the blood to bring Adam back to life. Me? Why me? The golem obeys the orders of the one whose blood brings him to life. If I've misjudged her, would you want that person to be Mawu? I followed that trail of blood until it petered out. After tying up the wagon, I proceeded on foot. I peeked over the top of a ridge and spotted them in a clearing below. Mawu, Legba, and a lot of shamblers. I have done as you have ordered. I am still the clay man. Yet, your heart is heavy. Young one, it must be done. The guilty must be punished. 
Perhaps you are uncomfortable with betrayal. It becomes easier with time. Just as you have betrayed Law by destroying his protector, so have you betrayed me by leading my enemy to my doorstep. What? You may come out now, Mr. Colt. A man whose spirit is as twisted as yours shouts his presence to those who know how to read it. You're a fine one to talk. You talk about justice, but deal punishment to the innocent and guilty alike. You show no more compassion than an act of nature. <laughs> yes, good. An act of nature. But they are all guilty. Mr. Bennett enslaved my people, and so he is guilty. His hired men enforced his rule, and so they are guilty as well. And what are the townspeople? None of them own slaves. They stood idle and did nothing. They bear the guilt, and so must share in the punishment. Even the children? I saw a half dozen children in the bedroom upstairs. Either dead or dying of your plague. Do you visit the sins of the father upon the son? It is not our way to punish the innocent. Hush, child. Do not question me. And what of Loeb? Loeb? Yes, Loeb. He's trapped in the town with all the rest. His people have been slaves long before yours. And his only crime is to give your Hunsi the tools to learn on her own. Used to be a crime to teach one such as her to read, but he done it without even thinking twice. If Mr. Loeb is fated to survive, he will survive. But will you? I'm betting that putting a bullet between your eyes will stop the shamblers. A boker can bring the very shadows to his aid. Can you shoot a man you can't see? Damn! Well then, Loeb told me a shot to the head would stop a shambler. I'm a pretty good shot. This man is innocent. I will not see him harmed. Then you must share his fate. Those shamblers are getting close. I can't keep them away forever. Can you control those things? I am not Bokor. I have neither the skin nor the power. Get the wagon. Adam's in there. Loeb says you need to write the word Emeth on his forehead. Are you innocent, Mr. Colt? Your soul is naughty. Many men will die today who have fewer sins than you. At least I'm honest about what I am. I'm just a man making his way through the world. I don't claim to be a bringer of divine justice. And yet, our victims are just as they. Do you think it matters to them? I have written the holy word upon his forehead, yet he still does not wake. That's because you're missing a key ingredient. Make room up there! I took my knife and made a deep cut across my palm. I held the gaping wound up to Adam's forehead. Damned if it didn't suck the blood right out of me through my hand. Yet, as I got weaker, Adam looked more and more human. He opened his eyes and sat up. Then he got to Legba. You cannot hold me, thing of mud. I am every animal, from wolf to snake to alligator. Slave shackles could not break me. You will not... <laughs> Nothing now but dust, and even that's blowed away. Looks like the Shamblers have had enough, too. Will you go after them? I don't have enough bullets, and I don't want to lose sight of Adam. Let him stay in those woods. Some of the townspeople afflicted with the sleeping sickness recovered, and others died. I know you're wondering what happened to the golem. Wondering if I still have him under my control somewhere. Fact is... Ma Wu said the silent fella made her nervous, and Loeb decided that she provided better company than it did. 
They put it to sleep again, and so far as I know, it's still riding around inert in the back of a peddler's wagon, somewhere in the wilds, waiting to be revived again if in the need arises. It wasn't the last I'd see of the shamblers. This scar proves it.